Welcome into a brand new episode of the Alex Hughes podcast. On today's episode, a good friend of the show, Will Scott, goes to Syracuse University, a little more upstate New York, if you may add. Uh, Will, how are we doing today? Oh, doing well, man. And, you know, I'm sure you're feeling the effects down where you're at in Siena, but starting to get a little bit chillier, man. Starting to get a little bit chillier. This is like uh, winter in Texas, but it's it's fall in New York. So just got to adjust after three years. I'm still not used to it, but uh, definitely starting to get closer to winter up here. Now, Will, it was like 45 degrees when I left my house this morning. That's a heat wave for October. So um, if you think right. that's chilly, you're in for this winter. I feel like this uh, winter is oh going to be oh, – I, I, I feel like it's not going to be a great winter this year. But you got to look at the positives. I mean, yesterday was a nice day, so I can't, can't complain too much. Right, and tomorrow it's getting up in the 60s. Might try to hit the golf course one last time before, uh, before the snow comes. So – uh, Next week, right. It could be a lot worse. I mean, this is a great time of year to be a sports fan. We just crowned an NBA champion just a few days ago. And now the World Series happening every single day. World Series games happening every single day. It's just nonstop baseball ever since the beginning of October. What have you thought of this whole playoff format? I know as an Astros fan, growing up an Astros fan down in Texas, I'm sure you were you must be disappointed that the Astros didn't make the World Series, but also what a season that they ended up having after struggling for most of the regular season. So it's kind of the both sides of it, uh, of the positive side, right? The Astros struggled in the regular season, but performed very well in the postseason. That didn't surprise me that, that they made a run um, because what a lot of people don't realize, they didn't really follow the team closely, is we had a lot of injuries throughout the season. Um not only did we lose Justin Verlander and Jordan Alvarez, the reigning AL Cy Young, the reigning AL Rookie of the Year, but Bregman, Springer, Brantley, all of those key core guys made appearances on the injured list. And then on top of that, you had, I think, 10 rookies that were pitchers on the opening day roster. So it was just a matter of trying to get everyone healthy, that could perform in the postseason, unlike Verlander and Jordan, who were out the rest of the season. But it was also getting those rookie pitchers reps. And those rookie pitchers, like Christian Javier and Ole Paredes, um, they got just more comfortable, and they were able to perform at a very high level. Andre Andre Scrub as well, Blake Taylor. So I just think they had a lot of confidence going into the postseason. And then the bats woke up, which was huge. They didn't even wake up in the Minnesota. Soda series. They woke up in the Oakland series, and then uh, unfortunately for the Astros, they were um, not very good in the first three games of the ALCS, but they battled back. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, I, I'm, I'm proud of the team. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of hate coming their way nonstop, and, you know, you can argue rightfully so. Uh, but they, I think they proved a lot of people wrong. I don't think a lot of people were expecting them to go as far as they did. Um, so they're, you know, again, one game away from the world series. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the team in terms of trying to re-sign Brantley, trying to re-sign Springer. I think it's really, really crucial for them to get George Springer back. So we'll see what happens, but I think this is a team that could make a run again next year. How surprised were you with the success that Dusty Baker had as a team manager? You know, (laughs) it's funny because a lot of people look at Dusty Baker is a bad postseason manager, but maybe a good regular season manager. 
And for me, I, I, I thought he was outstanding in the postseason with some of the moves he made. I mean, keeping Zach Greinke in in game four, the ALCS, when a lot of guys would have pulled him in that situation, um, he managed the bullpen extraordinarily well with all these, with all these young rookie pitchers um, in the postseason. In the regular season, I, I think it was tough having to manage all these rookie pitchers. And I think um, he got a lot better at that toward the latter part of the regular season and the postseason. But the thing with Dusty and the reason that I was so happy when the Astros hired him, he's just a people person. And he is going to bring people in and bring people together. And this was the most important hire in Houston Astros history, and they nailed it. Getting a guy like Dusty Baker, number one, a proven winner. Number two, a guy that's going to lead. And you couldn't bring in a guy that people weren't going to rally behind. You had to bring in a guy like Dusty, a guy that's so well-liked, so well-respected in the baseball world because of what the Astros went through with the cheating scandal. You had to bring in a fresh face, had to bring in a guy like Dusty. Um, A lot of Astros fans weren't happy with firing AJ, firing Luno. I certainly understand it from Jim Crane. He wants to start fresh. But bringing in Dusty was an A-plus move, and I really hope we can get that guy around. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned the Rays and Dodgers in the World Series, and now we're two games in. The series is tied. I tweeted earlier this week that I think this is the most evenly matched World Series we've seen in many years, but not on the payroll side, as Tim Brando pointed out. But still, I think that these two teams most evenly match. How have you liked this series so far, and who do you got winning it? It's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, the Dodgers come out in game one and make a statement, give the Rays a lot of credit, jumping out to a 5 nothing lead last night, winning that game. So you're right, it's very evenly matched. Obviously, the Dodgers have the um, advantage with their bats, and the Rays definitely have the pitching advantage. So what's going to happen, I'm not sure, but um, – I think the Dodgers are, are going to win just because I just don't see them losing another World Series. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to pull a Buffalo Bills and just keep losing all these all these championships, um, but we'll see what ha- happens. I think Dave Roberts is right. I think this is their year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not the uh, the biggest fan of the Dodgers as an Astros guy. That's become kind of a rivalry. Um, even people don't realize the Astros and Dodgers used to be in the same division. In the NL West in the in the eighties, they were they were big big rivals, and right. that rivalry is kind of stuck throughout the years. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to win in seven games. I think this series is going to go seven games. Um, I I like Kevin Cash. I like the way he's managing that Rays pin. I do think he's going to overthink a move that's going to cost him. That's my bold prediction. I think he's going to take one of the starters out that's dealing. And it's going to cost him. It nearly did in game seven when he took Morton out. I don't think that was the right move. Um, but I, I think that he might overthink a move down the stretch, and that's going to cost the race. And, I mean, you have to look at – that's a great point or prediction because I think it might happen because at Kevin Cash, every single button he's pressed this postseason has worked out in his favor. And how much can that happen? I mean, Joe Girardi back in 2017 was pushing all the right buttons in the 2017. And then against the Astros, it didn't work out, you know, against the Indians, against the twins, you know, it was all working out in the Yankees case. And then it didn't end up happening against the Astros. So I think you do bring up a great point that who knows what could happen. Um, and, And I mean, Kevin Cash, a great manager, but this Dodgers team, 
has a chip on their shoulder, I think larger than anyone in postseason history, just because like what you said, they don't want to be on the losing end again this year. You know, it's just weird watching and, and frustrating watching managers overmanage in the postseason. I mean, Game 7 World Series last year, A.J. Hinch takes Zach Grinke out. He was at a great pitch down. He was dealing. Not only does he take Zach Grinke out, he also doesn't put Garrett Cole in the game. Classic case of overmanaging, and it cost the Astros another championship. I don't know what gets into these managers' heads during the postseason. I think they're looking a little bit too much into the analytics. But bottom line, if a guy is dealing, keep him in, especially when he gets to Game 7 of the World Series. Pitch count does not matter at all. He's not pitching the next week. Throw him out there. Let him do his thing. Well, Will, so you got Dodgers in seven. I I think I said Dodgers in five or six. So right around there, I do think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. It just makes – it would be – I think I would feel awful honestly, for Dodger fans, just because, you know, it's not easy. You know, when your team finally makes it to the World Series, I think, what, it's three out of four years or something like that, and and then they don't win it. So it's it's it would be unfortunate for them. I'm sure that you kind of are hoping deep down that the Tampa Bay Rays do do win, though, Will. But got that right. You got that right. Let's switch gears, though, talk a little about your career. You got the call baseball this summer, just like I did. What was it like just being back down in Texas this summer and calling some Bombers baseball? Man, it was a blast. Um, obviously, Corona hits in March. There's a lot of question marks surrounding summer baseball. I was originally going to be with the Brewster Whitecaps in the Cape Cod, on the Cape Cod. Right. And I get a call from them mid-April saying the season's been canceled. And I, I was disappointed, but I saw it coming from a mile away. I knew it was going to happen, so I was preparing myself for that disappointment. And so I went home and applied to be a new breeds driver. And I thought that's what I was going to be doing all summer. Um, And then shout out to, uh, to Brendan Howe, who I'm sure you're familiar with. He was the voice of the Acadiana cane cutters and he posted on Twitter and I followed him on Twitter at the time that he'd gotten the cane cutters job. And I'm like, wait, the TCL is happening and the TCL has announcers. Because I remember looking into the league a few years ago, and I just didn't see anything about applying to be a uh, announcer for for a team. And so I did some research, found that the Brazos Valley Bombers were by far the closest team to my house, just an hour, 15 minutes away, and reached out to the Bombers. Turns out I reached out to a guy that was no longer with the organization, so never heard back. So I'm like, oh, well. A couple weeks later, and we're in like mid-May at this point, um, I'm doing some research and I see, uh, this college baseball tournament that's happening in early June called the CSBI. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is going to be like a bubble quarantine tournament. I wonder if they need announcers. So I reached out to the tournament director, heard back from her a week later. She's like, Hey, Will, thanks for reaching out. We've already hired, uh, Brett Dolan and Jeff Blum, the Astros announcers to do this, but I'm also, the assistant general manager of the Brazos Valley Bombers, do you want our job? And so that's how I got the Bombers job uh, by reaching out to the CSBI. And it was an amazing summer, man, being a part of being a part of the TCL. Um, the spike in Texas with the coronavirus cases, well, Texas was doing very, very well until late June and the season started on June 30. So we had to play through the spike and it was kind of a miracle that we didn't have any positive cases on our team during the season. Um, we are very, very lucky to stay healthy. Unfortunately, another team in the league, the Round Rock Harrymen, they had a big outbreak 
the last week of the regular season. So that ended their season. Um, but we are very, very lucky to stay healthy, all staff, all, all coaches, all players. Um, and it was an unbelievable season to be a part of. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's never going to happen again. A, a 2020 COVID season, having to play through that. But it was unbelievable, you know, getting to, you know, become really close with the players. And that was a lot of fun, those road trips. And um, bring in my friend Matt Bonaparte down from Texas to serve as the – or down from Connecticut to Texas to serve as the uh, producer and my color commentator for road games. So it was a lot of fun and uh, uh, definitely a fun way to cap off the season with that championship. A season you'll never forget, right, Will? Oh, yes. It, you know, in a wild and unpredictable year – one constant remain, the Brazos Valley Bombers are champions. Of course, now you're back up at Syracuse University. Syracuse, the most famous broadcasting school in the country. How's Syracuse handling this? I know at the beginning of the year, Syracuse was in the news about this. And every college, you know, it's kind of crazy. We're, we're on college campus right now, and it's colleges are the news right now and how Things are going with yeah. the current pandemic we're still in. You were broadcasting for some Syracuse football a few weekends ago. So how has this semester been going for you? Well, kind of the same thing with the Cape Cod. I was prepared for a cancellation. I was mm -hmm. expecting it. I figured it was coming. I prepared my mind for it. Kind of the same thing with the semester. I thought that we were probably going to get moved fully online. I, I did not think that we were going to even start a semester. And we did. And miraculously, we haven't moved online yet. We had a pretty big outbreak a week and a half ago on campus. We got up to 99 active cases. Um, but luckily, we did not reach the threshold that would push us online. So now we're down to just 12 active cases. So I think we survived that spike. You know, overall, we've done well. You know, masks in class, obviously. Citrus TV, you know, we're wearing masks in the studio. So we're just trying to stay safe and healthy. And it's, it's worked pretty well. Um, you know, very fortunate to be up here to have these opportunities. Like you said, I got to call the Syracuse Duke game on WAR a few weeks back. I'm traveling down to Louisville to call that game next month. Um, Syracuse will probably be one and nine at that point, but it'll still be it'll still be pretty fun to, to call it to call that game. So yeah, I mean we're all we're all doing our part, trying to stay safe and healthy. But I'm sure you can agree, being at Siena, we're just happy to be on campus and have these opportunities. I see any year that you know any game you know that you can call in 2020, not take it for granted because it's you just don't know you anything can happen in the next minute. <laughs> we've learned anything this year you just can't predict anything it's crazy uh but well this is my favorite part of any interview i do it's a fast five quick round it's five quick questions okay, let's go. and you have however long take to answer them if you want to expand you certainly can are you ready let's go i'm ready all right first one biggest pet peeve biggest pet peeve i would say being behind a slow driver on a one-lane road can't get around them Plenty, you see it plenty of times in these small farm roads in Texas when I'm trying to drive down to Corpus Christi or trying to get to Austin. Drives me crazy. What is one song that if you need to be put into a great mood, you go to first? Oh, my goodness. This is too easy. I, I thought you were supposed to be a hard-hitting journalist here, Alex. Dancing Queen by ABBA. It will get me in the best mood. It's going to be played at my wedding probably 10 times it's it's just a fantastic i was song. not expecting that from you 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny with my playlist and my roommates over the summer and, and College Station will give me a hard time because, you know, I'll be listening to Travis Scott one second and then I'll be listening to ABBA the next and Miley Cyrus and, and Lil Uzi Vert. I mean, I just like good music. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dancing Queen by ABBA, man, you can listen to it any part of the day and it'll get you in a good mood. One broadcaster you haven't met that you would love to talk to. Who? Gus Johnson. Mm. Gus Johnson is my hero. Um, what that guy means to me cannot be understated because a lot of people in my life have told me to tone down the enthusiasm because I'm very enthusiastic on air. I kind of compare myself to Gus Johnson. But when I would hear that from people and then I turn on the TV and see Gus Johnson do his thing, I'd be inspired to just be myself on air because he's, he's uh, he, he is Gus Johnson. He doesn't let anyone change him. He's going to go on air and be himself. And that's really inspiring for a guy like me. And I've definitely done a lot better in terms of not screaming on air. And, you know, there's different ways to tone it down, but don't get rid of the enthusiasm completely. You know, it's really important for you to keep that enthusiasm on air. People like that. No one likes a dull call when you're tuning into a game. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear an announcer say, oh, and that's a game-winning field goal. You know, they want to, they want to hear that call. Uh, so Gus Johnson means a lot to me. Uh, I'll go back all the time and just listen to old Gus Johnson calls because he is, he is my favorite announcer of all time. Uh, I've never met him, but he is uh, definitely someone I'd like to meet one day. Number four, your favorite follow on Twitter. Favorite follow on Twitter. That is a tough one. Um, Hard-hitting journalist, Will. Come on. Yes. See, there you go. There you go. Got got to question number four. Uh, um, I would say my favorite follow on Twitter is probably who? What would it be? Man, you have me thinking here, Alex. You're gonna have to cut this out because I'm gonna be thinking here for the next two minutes. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I would say. Probably Brian McTaggart, the uh, the beat reporter for the Houston Astros. Um, I knew that I knew that uh, that was probably what I was going to answer, but I think long and hard about it. He is a fantastic writer. I always enjoy reading his stuff on the Astros. Whenever there's Astros news, I go to his feed to get his thoughts about it, what he's thinking. But uh, he's probably my my favorite follow on Twitter. And the last one is a really tough one, so get ready for this one. Okay. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I can edit out if you need some more time to think. <laughs> um, what is one question you've never been asked in an interview that you've always wanted to have been asked? Um, I would say, um, where where do you want to end up? Like, what's your what's your dream, and and how are you going to get there? I think that's a, an important question that that I haven't been asked. I don't know if you've been asked that in a job interview, but that's, a, that's, that's an important, if, if I was an employer, that's what I would ask, you know, where do, where do you want to be 10 years from now? What's your dream job? How are you going to get there? And what are the steps that you're going to take to get there? Uh, mm -hmm. We're taking those steps right now, Alex, doing this stuff at, at our, at our schools and getting that broadcast experience in. Um, but I think that, that that is something I think about a lot, you know, like, and it's inspiring to think about whenever I have doubts about broadcasting or I'm struggling with stuff, I think about where I want to be and that gets me going again. That gets me revved up. So I've never been asked that in a job interview, but that's the, well, where's one place you want to be. Where do you want to be? 
you know, I, I definitely have a, a lot of different things that I would consider doing and like to do. Um, heck, I'll tell you my dream job right now, and maybe this can be replayed in 15 years, but my dream job since I was the, uh, since I was a, a kid is to be the uh, voice of Saturday Night Football on ABC. Um, the job that Chris Fowler has right now. So that's the dream job. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, over the summer, I was, my, was with my friend Justin, who was a Bombers intern. And, uh, you know, he, we were talking about his tattoos. And he's like, Will, would you ever get a tattoo? I'm like, 100% not getting a tattoo, just not going to do it. And he said, well, what if you get that dream job you're telling us about? Voice of Saturday Night Football on ABC. I don't know, man. He's like, all right, I'll, all right. If you get to that point, you have to get a, and this was a, one of the, this is kind of an inside joke over the summer with this song, but you have to get a tattoo on your back that says, they prayed on my downfall, T Grizzly, after the T Grizzly song, First Day Out, because that was, that's what we were bopping with the Bombers the entire summer. So there you have it. If I ever get my dream job, I got to get a T Grizzly tattoo. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, I hope it can be played back in 15 years and you can be like, see, <laughs> I did it. Uh, but well, it's all, it's so great to finally get to talk absolutely, with you on the friend. podcast and where can everyone follow you? So then you can become everyone else's favorite follow on Twitter. <laughs> there we go. Will Scott 44 on Twitter. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. It means a lot. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much to Will and for you all listening to this brand new episode of the Alex Reese podcast. Be sure to be a follower and a subscriber to the podcast on all podcasting platforms. And don't forget to give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So for Will and once again, myself, Alex Hughes, have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll be seeing you very soon. Thanks for listening.